This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has a trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing, so I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list, and from there, they contact your members, and it's no high-pressure sales or anything, and it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Bryce Riggs. Bryce currently serves as the executive director of the Seneca Regional Chamber of Commerce and Destination Seneca County, the county's visitors bureau. Since taking this position in July, 2020, both organizations have received a breath of fresh air and a surge of energy. The chamber has significantly grown their membership by making it the highest membership it's ever seen historically. The chamber is on its way to becoming one of the strongest in Ohio, while Destination Seneca County has become the one-stop shop and trusted resource for the community and visitors of Seneca County. The Seneca Regional Chamber of Commerce received the 2023 Outstanding Chamber of the Year from the Chamber of Commerce Executives of Ohio, and Destination Seneca County has received six statewide awards from Ohio Travel Association within the last two years. But Bryce, I'm excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love to give you a moment to say hello to all the listeners and to share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you a little better. Perfect. Uh, hello, all Chamber Chat Podcast listeners. Uh, as Brandon said, my name is Bryce. I think interesting about me is um, I kind of vast background in terms of I've worked in economic development. I've worked in uh, development work with fundraising and now the Chamber, and I think um, you know, they always say there's not one job that prepares you uh, for the kind of role like this in the chamber. But I think I've been fortunate that I kind of see the business background side of things. And I've seen, you know, kind of the development, as we all know, without fundraising and raising those dollars for our organization, we really can't do the fun and transformational things that we want to do always. And so the fun fact about me is that, you know, uh, only 30 years old, but I've had some really unique experiences that have kind of helped me pre- prepare me for this role uh, with the Chamber of Commerce. 
That's awesome. Yeah, there's not the perfect resume per se to uh, to become a chamber, you know, executive, but you know, certain things do tend to to give you experience that you can definitely lean upon as you go about that as a as a career. So, take a little bit of of time, get a few minutes. Tell us a little bit more about the Seneca Regional Chamber, size of the chamber, scope of work you guys are involved with. Obviously, you've got the tourism side as well, um, staff, budget, that sort of thing, just to kind of set the table for our discussion. Yeah, we were unique as a, as a chamber because we do uh, do the tourism side as well. Uh, we see, especially in the state of Ohio, there's only a few of us left because I have to say uh, there's you know kind of two different missions and. Uh, for both organizations between the chamber and destination, Seneca County. So it's been a, a joy of keeping uh, many folks happy across the board from the, our, our chamber partners as well as our tourism partners. Um, staff right now with three and a half uh, team members. Uh, we've uh, historically been about three team members. Uh, majority of uh, the time of existence with the chamber, uh, we brought an, on a part-time marketing specialist within this last year. Um, we're pretty fortunate from a staff level wise. Uh, we have one employee that's been here for 28 years, uh, who's our um, voice of reason, we call her, and our seasoned vet, uh, and obviously a lot of institutional knowledge. Uh, we have, that's Denmark Tirana. We have uh, Marissa Stevens, who's been with the organization now, uh, going almost three years, and then for me, almost four years with the, with the organization, uh, but three and a half years. But um, with that, and then also with the, the chamber budget uh, for 2024, um, I'm, I'm probably the king of uh, outspending. Uh, but also the king of uh, uh, raising additional dollars. So $322,000 for the budget for the chamber for 2024. And then for Destination Seneca County, about $170,000 we have uh, for, the, for the budget for Destination Seneca County. Um, really the big thing with us is, I like to say, you know, really the value we provide back to our membership is, you know, we're big about listening and understanding their needs. Uh, we do a membership survey every year where we understand, hey, what's important to you? Um, and, and the big thing is just as things change, as times change, uh, making sure that we have the information, we have uh, the tools, we have the programming that makes sense. Um, as an organization, we're unique where we put out all our events uh, for the for the following year at our annual meeting in October. Uh, so we do our annual meeting in October, we release a full slate, but you know, as things change, for example, um, the DeMar Hamlin situation, with the NFL uh, last year with the cardiac arrest in the field, uh, we were able to do a CPR, AD and first aid training within two weeks post uh, with that, that scenario. And so we've continued to keep that as part of our plans, but we adjust, um, I think, you know, like any other business partner we work with, we want them to be, you know, nimble and, and make decisions quickly. And I think that's kind of what uh, we've been good at is just, you know, being active in the community, being uh, very transparent and being, you know, uh, engaged. Yeah. I love that example. Um, I like having a kind of that map for the year saying, here's our main events and, you know, things that we've got scheduled, but to be able to be nimble enough and not so rigid that when something of importance comes up, you can say, yes, let's fit that in and, and have some focus on that and not have it derail the rest of your plan for the year as well. So I think that's super important. So as we, kind of settled on a, a topic for this this episode. We're going to focus uh, most of our conversation today around creating a culture for huge results. And uh, we'll get into you know why we, we came across that as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? 
Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Are you struggling to manage your Chamber of Commerce and build a thriving commerce community? Chamber Nation is here to help. Their all-in-one platform allows you to easily manage member information, events, and communication. Plus, their community engagement tools help you communicate with local businesses and residents to drive economic growth. With Chamber Nation, you'll have everything you need to succeed. So why wait? Visit richardscalendar.com to learn more and start building. Howdy, it's me, Donna from Yifty again. Today we get to hear from Christine in upstate New York about her Shop 716 community card program. She was able to use sponsorship funds for a generous buy one, get one program that benefits her whole county. Hi, this is Christine Langenfeld with the Amherst Chamber of Commerce located in Buffalo, New York. We have partnered with Yifty on our Shop 716 e-gift card program that has been incredibly, incredibly impactful for our small businesses. So happy to have incorporated this program in our shop local initiative here in Western New York. I highly recommend them and give them a chance to show what they can do. Thanks, Christine. So folks, check us out at yifty.com and sign up for a demo or shoot us an email at sales at yifty.com. All right, Bryce, we're back. Um, I mentioned before the break, we're, we're going to focus our conversation today about creating that culture for huge results. And sometimes it takes a, a different perspective, maybe a, an outsider's point of view, um, to be able to see where there's some gaps and opportunities within an organization. And I'm maybe making some assumptions, but you guys have seen some significant growth in a variety of different ways since you've come on board there at the at the Seneca Regional Chamber. So I'd like to maybe have you uh, highlight what some of those uh, big growth areas are, and we can kind of dive into what has kind of fueled that growth and the the culture being built there at the Chamber. Yeah, I think the, probably the big thing is, and I should have noted this early, earlier, but uh, membership-wise, about 540 members, give or take. Um, but, you know, we've seen since I started in July 2020, We've been fortunate. We've seen a 65% increase in membership, and you know, for me, it's you know, increase in membership is nice. Uh, you know, we have other chamber partners that you know do those membership drives, and they you know really get people out, uh, and they're really kind of one-time. Some folks are one-time infusions of cash into the organization, uh, which is nice to keep things afloat. But the big thing for us is the retention standpoint. You know, once we get them on, uh, do we have a process, and we've kind of created a process within the last year and a half about 
the onboarding and making sure that you know everyone kind of gets the same experience when they come on board and that's kind of helped with our retention rate we have a 94 percent retention rate uh, that we've had consistently over the last two years and again um you know influxes of cash are nice for the organization but how do you keep those coming back and keep you know our partners happy um, membership surveys are great um we're you know we get a lot of responses on that it allows them the opportunity to dialogue with us um and, and you know ours is all anonymous so they can kind of dialogue and kind of put it all out there my feelings don't get hurt because we only grow as an organization we realize our shortfalls and then really the big thing is too we've seen uh with the membership growth has been kind of our non-dues revenue has grown uh, over 164 percent uh, within the last we moved to a new sponsorship model um in the end of 2020 going to 2021 uh, where we asked our partners one time for sponsorships uh, when i started in july uh, with covid pushing things back i think we had like five events in uh, basically five months and it was uh you know i was the guy that was calling and saying hey it's bryce um i was fortunate part of this community so it wasn't really much of an introduction but it was hey um we have this event the golf outing do you think you can make an investment to help support us oh yeah that's fine Okay, and then you know the golf outing takes place, and then the educators breakfast. Hey, it's Bryce again. Can you cut me another check? And so, um, like like anything in life, there has to be a better way. Um, so we moved to a one-time ask model um, in 2021, and that's been super successful for us. We have four tiers: platinum, three thousand dollars; gold, two thousand; silver, thousand; and then bronze, five hundred. And we just package everything else we've done in the past. And we just said, hey, this is the price tag of $3,000. Our, our largest donor historically had given us $2,250 uh, on average every year. And so, okay, let's bump that to $3,000 and we'll do it, you know, one-time ask model. And that's been super successful for us. Uh, as an organization right now, we're actually going through our, our fundraising model kind of drive at the end of the year. Um, and, you know, last year, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Uh, last year, we raised $175,000 in literally one month. Uh, this year, uh, we're sitting about $165,000 going to the end of the year. I have a few that will over, we'll do, I'll do what we did last year. Um, we're finding obviously with inflation and other factors, money's a little more tight, but I think the biggest thing for us as a chamber, it's more relationship, relationship based rather than the monetary aspect. When we uh, get through this, it's basically, hey, uh, Steve, this is Bryce with the chamber. Uh, you have a team in the golf outing. Just let me know who your four golfers are. And then, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you. And then, you know, the conversation's over with. And so when we call, it's no longer, oh my gosh, the chamber's Let me check the budget. Yeah. What do they, what do they want? You know, do they want, uh, they're calling again for the golf outing or calling for this. Uh, but it's really allowed us to take our relationship with our members more to the, you know, professional to the more personal, because they realize now that like when I call, it's, I'm not asking for anything. It's, it, I'm not asking for them for money. It's like, asking them how we can help or, hey, I saw that you're doing this event. Can we stop by and take a picture to help promote it? Hey, you're doing this. Um, how can we help you with that? And so it's kind of allowed us to transform the organization um, a little more uh, than we've done in the past. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So on the membership, and maybe I misunderstood, but how did you, uh, how did you go about that big in increase in membership? Did you guys do a membership drive or is that just built kind of grassroots How'd, how'd you guys approach that? The biggest thing is uh, no membership drive. It was all grassroots. And uh, I always said when a chamber um, gets new energy, gets new leadership, 
there's always an opportunity to, you know, I would say that first year, and in my opinion, is the most important year. It's, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll take over a chamber that maybe in the past has been stagnant or very successful. And it's like, okay, you have to pave your way on why you're different. What's your value proposition? And so for us, a lot of it was, um, you know, before when we meet with a new member, our value articulation was not great. It was like, hey, join the chamber because it's good for the community. Well, when COVID hit and things hit the fan, uh, people love the community. I love the community. But we, we look at our budgets and it's like, okay, this is good for the community, but this is also good and this is good. And so now you're kind of in a, in a, in a match with other great community organizations, but okay, my getting return value back. And so we kind of launched our four point approach in my first month and said, hey, look, this is the four reasons why you should join the chamber where we had set up kind of topics underneath each one of them. And at the time I could say it was kind of crazy because some of the stuff didn't really make sense because we hadn't built the plane yet. We're just kind of like selling a bag of goods that we you know, hadn't yet done it yet, but it's like, look, this is where we're gonna go. Believe in us, trust in us. Uh, again, I'm from the community. So for me, uh, it was a lot, I've had a track record of doing things uh, the right way. And so with us, it was just like, how do you articulate that value back to someone? And then I think it just became, you know, my first month we had like 15 new members. My next month it was 15 new members and kind of like a forest fire. Uh, once you, you know, create that spark, um, it's like, look, you have to take advantage of it. And our biggest thing is that, um, we will not accept a new member to the Chamber of Commerce until we meet with you in person. And so it's not just me. Uh, we have other chambers. It's their membership director uh, or their membership coordinator meets with them. And the CEO doesn't. Uh, to me, I think that's like the, the worst thing you could do. And so for me, I take my staff, my entire staff, is the three of us, uh, the part-time employee does not, but the three of us go out and we go to their business. We meet with them. Uh, this morning, I was at a museum that was 45 minutes away. Um, and we traveled there as a team and we came back as a team because at the end of the day, uh, they knew who we all are. Uh, they called the office and I'm not in and, and Deb answered the phone. They've met Deb before. They, Deb knows who they are, what's important to them with the four points, how we can best assist them. If they run into Marissa on the street corner, uh, Marissa knows who they are, what their values in an organization. And so for us, it's, again, how do you take those relationships past the professional to the personal side of things? I think it's huge. Um, and that yeah. for us, again, it's that it's that uh, wildfire that we've just continued to keep it going. Um, and we just, you know, for us, when someone goes to cut the check to the chamber at the end of the year um, in July, it's, you know, I want them to look at us as a, as a staff and say, hey, when I, when I don't cut this check to the chamber, it's not to the chamber. Um, yeah, I'm not cutting this check to Bryce, to Deb, to Marissa. And I think it's that personal touch that kind of, you know, makes the ties a little bit stronger between the organizations. Yeah, for sure. It definitely helps with that to have that 94% uh, retention rate that you guys are seeing now. I mean, when you have that personal touch, you meet the members, you have that introduction, they get to know all the staff, you better understand their business. I love the example of the the museum this morning that you gave. Um, this 45 minute drive there and back all together as staff. I imagine on the way back, um, there may be some discussion and ideas shared amongst staff about how to help this new member. You know, who can we connect them with or what, what would help make them successful? And uh, there's so much value in traveling together and doing that, you know, as a team. So uh, I yeah, love that. For us, it's, um, I would say, you know, this, 
And I think we all are bought into it. And if for us, it's like, look, you know, we all, where we see someone, we know who they are, what they do, why they're doing it. And it's the why. Like I say, the why is what is what makes the difference. So I'm anticipating people listening are like four point approach. Okay. What are these four? Like, do you mind giving us the pitch real quick? What your, what the four points are if you're uh, and granted every chamber is different. You're offering, you know, different things potentially, but what, what are those four areas that you focus on when you are approaching a, a potential member? Yeah. So we, we dive in, uh, you know, we kind of introduce who we are first as a staff and a little more the personal side of us again. Uh, and then we talk about destination Seneca County because, when I first started, the Tourism uh, Bureau wasn't very active. It was kind of the inactive arm of the chamber. Uh, but for us, we kind of explain who they are, what they do, why they're important to the bigger picture. And then, you know, we flip over the four-point approach and we talk about the membership survey and we say, like, look, uh, we don't we don't determine what's important to you. We listen to you. We understand. Uh, and we can talk more about their business and kind of understand where their gaps are at and how we can help fill those gaps. And then we kind of go through the four points and Based on their story, we kind of uh, then dive into, like, for example, the museum, uh, they're getting ready to go through, uh, they're a new location, uh, they just moved. And so it's a promotional side of things. And we kind of dive in, hey, you know, we're an information source. We get a ton of phone calls, uh, but we do a ton on social media. Uh, last This year, actually, we'll reach uh, 2.6 million people on all our social platforms for our reach. And then for the Visitors Bureau, we have an additional about 2.9 million will do as well. So we kind of talk about quantifying that, the personal experience. And so when we talk about our members, we talk to them as people, not as businesses. It's kind of how it all connects to each other. And then um, we also talk about, you know, for them, ribbon cuttings, um, bread and butter uh, of a chamber, uh, which so we do things a little bit differently. We'll do, last year we did over 40 ribbon cuttings last year. Uh, we have a photographer, we invite elected officials, um, our ambassadors, which are super engaged, our board. Um, most ribbon cuttings we do are we have over 30 to 40 people attend each one. Uh, so they're for us, it's an it's an energy opportunity. It's the excitement people kind of bought in. And um, one thing I should know too, we sent out a calendar invite for all our uh, first contacts for every organization that's a that's a member. Uh, we sent out a, a calendar invite with a description for all the events we do including ribbon cutting. So even if you can't go, you at least understand new business, who owns it, what do they offer, what are their hours. Uh, we send it to our political officials, our media. And so those are always uh, a good thing as well. And then we'll jump to our relationships. So we have after five networking events like most chambers do, um, which had one this last week. Uh, our golf outing uh, is, is wildly popular. We had uh, 55 teams are out in last year. And then uh, two flights sold it out. And then we'll talk about our casino night that we do as well. And then just different uh, membership engagement opportunities to build relationships. We have like um, uh, networking groups, like the industrial management council. We have, um, uh, we're involved in human resources association. So kind of different people within the organization can be engaged as well. Uh, we have resources and savings is our third point usually we talk about, and that's obviously saving people money, which people appreciate. So we have run a chamber cash program that looks just like a check. And a lot of people are moved to like Yifty and there's other things, but we've been fortunate the last, last year we sold over $110,000 in chamber cash, which keeps money locally infused our community. Uh, we have a member to member benefit card that we do as well. It's been really popular, uh, 55 different discounts, different restaurants and businesses throughout the community. And our biggest thing is when I first started, 
we engage often with like the top tier management. So the CEO, CFO, COO, but okay, how do we take the chamber message and bring it down to the, the employees? And so we now have these nice land that they look like gift cards. Okay. We give to all our member businesses, their employees. And so I joke, I'll be at uh, you know, the local watering hole and uh, three people in front of me will pull out the chamber card and get their 15% off at the, at the restaurant where we're there. And so it's kind of nice to see, I, I joke, it's kind of like a, a call at that point, but I'll take it. Um, but it's again, that chamber messaging of this is the chamber and every time they scan it, it goes to our website. And so it's that name ID, not just with top tier, it's through the whole organization, um, your energy programs, your you know health insurance, those programs as well, fall into that. And then last is education, uh, where we do power hours, which is the professional development from our members to our members. We kind of talk about like, you know, like AI is a topic for January. We have one with Canva and in March, we have a CrossFit crash course in, in June. Um, we have a golf one-on-one event. So just some fun uh, professional, personal opportunities. Uh, we have Wisdom Wednesdays, which is more of that personal. So it's like the Myers-Briggs test, you take it. We break someone in that kind of puts people in groups. We kind of talk about what the results mean. And then like leadership, Seneca County, which is our leadership group. Um, and other educational opportunities we offer to our members uh, throughout the year as well. So you really ask kind of the four point approach. And then we kind of, you know, based on what they tell us, we say, hey, based on what you said, this is probably a good fit for you. We'll get you connected. We'll make sure you get the info. And then it's like, again, as many as you can, how do you connect the chamber to the organization, provide that value. So when they go to renew, uh, when they decide they want to join, there's enough value there that they're like, hey, this makes sense. I have to, I have to join. Yeah. That uh, makes a lot of sense. I love that it's condensed down enough to four points. So hopefully any member of the staff can take that and kind of tell the story of the benefits that, that your chamber has to offer to these businesses that are considering joining. So that that's awesome. Um, so let's uh, maybe shift a little bit and talk about you know, things that you guys do maybe organically there at the chamber to keep the the passion for the staff on a high level, to keep them engaged and, you know, involved with the community and, and really just loving what they do. Yeah, I think it's the biggest thing is that's kind of our, our sweet spot. I think that's our secret sauce. I tell people is that you know, our staff here is fantastic. And I know that in, in the worlds we live in, it's, as, a, as a nonprofit organization, it's hard to pay accordingly. It's hard to make the opportunities available to our staff. But my biggest thing is like, look, it's not from the top down as us. And so my my staff sees me out in the community and they see me at community events. They see me at, you know, all these opportunities that exist. And, you know, the big thing with us is that we invest in our staff to go to these things. And so if I have, you know, Deb, I really don't say I want to go to this event and the chamber will pay for our staff to, to go do continuing educational opportunities, to go to community events, um, we're fortunate with some of the non-dues revenue increase that we've had over the years uh, that, you know, obviously it, it pays to play uh, to a lot of these events. And it's, it's tough because it's like not every chamber has the budget to be able to do this. But um, for us, it's just like we get along well, um, we communicate well, um, we keep things fun. Um, and, and that's for us, it's it's important. If it starts with the staff, if your staff is energetic, engaged, um, it's kind of hard to go sell sell something that you don't believe in. Um, my staff, we do Gene Fridays, we do, you name it, right? Our, my, I provide flexible hours if you work in the evenings, uh, which a lot of my staff does. 
uh, you, you know, you can take some time off here and there throughout the, you know, throughout the week, come in at 10, like that. Um, one thing that we do as well, three o'clock Fridays, we close the office every, we do eight to five, uh, Monday through Thursday. And then Friday we do three o'clock, I kick you out. Uh, I don't care how much work you have left to do. I don't care how stressed you are. Um, I kick you out because I think it's like, look, you got to go live life as is. Um, it's it's crucial. And so like for us, again, I'll just say it just starts with the staff. And, you know, if you can pay your staff, uh, you know, a livable wage, that's great. I talk to my staff. I do, we do yearly reviews. Um, I do all my yearly reviews um, in conjunction with the budget. So mine were all conducted um, in November. I sit down with the staff. I ask them questions. I send them a, a Google a Word document they typed in their responses and it's a dialogue. I they put their stuff in. I put my comments in. We meet for lunch one on one and we discuss kind of like your thoughts, my thoughts. And then at the end, I kind of say, look, and you know, next year, this is what we're able to do based on your, you know, health insurance is an issue. Okay, great. Based on that issue, we're able to do this. And so my biggest thing is if you, you know, provide consistent feedback, reviews aren't supposed to be surprises. Uh, but for us, it's important to say, you got to show in a nonprofit role, you can pay them, you can allow them to grow as humans, you can allow them to have fun. Um, but that's the big thing is like, look, if you don't take care of your own team, um, you're, you're not going to go very far as an organization. And, I, you know, a lot of chambers are one, one man, one woman shops. And so, I, you know, I, I'm fortunate I have a board that allows me to do what I do. And so I just, you know, I, I, told, us, I told the board, we had a discussion this last year, they said, hey, how much are you going to give your staff increases? And I just said to them, hey, I love you, but it's, that's not your role. My role is to determine based on um, what their performance is. This is what I'm able to do. I do performance bonuses every year, um, but I just say, give me the freedom and flexibility to pay my staff the way they should be compensated. And we don't, they don't ask. I just put it in the budget and then, you know, it gets approved as an overall bigger picture. I like that. I like being bold enough to say, yeah, I love you, but it's none of your business, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta, let's stay in our lanes, right? Correct. You know, the day the executive committee is responsible for my executive review and uh, my salary. And let's, you know, let's we can talk about that within this framework. But um, just know that, you know, my job is to get my staff in a place where they're making competitive wages and their benefits are great. We just launched a simple IRA this year for 2024 based on, again, concerns and needs for, for, for additional benefits. Uh, we've done, you know, Again, I'm willing to invest my staff and they go to war for us every day. Um, I go, you know, my job is to go to war for them so that they can get what they need to be successful. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, as we start to to wrap things up here, I wanted to ask if uh for anyone listening, what who's interested in taking their chamber up to the next level, what uh maybe tip or action item might you have to offer them to um elevate their chamber and and kind of play it at that next level? I'd say the biggest thing is I always communicate, you know, be consistent and be persistent. Um, when I started out, I was fortunate that I was kind of given the opportunity and said, hey, you know, you have, here's the keys to the car, drive how you want. Um, I'm not ignorant in the way that I understand that. I obviously have guidelines and I have a framework to do that within, but I would say like, look, um, if you're trying to be transformational, do things differently, it's like, you, you got to just be consistent with your approach, be persistent with your approach. Um, our big thing is, you know, community, community, community. If you read our newsletter, 
you'll know it's from our community. You'll know the people that are in it. If you see our social media, you'll know it's about the people. So our big thing is just like, look, like push the pace. Um, when you get told no, we'll figure out how to get around it. You know, some sense knows, you know, doesn't mean no today, but it might be like, hey, maybe a later thing or um, maybe there's another way to get to it. And so, you know, my first job, I was a telemarketer and I was always taught to do, to do two rebuttals before you, you finally hung up the phone. And I, I very much live by that model. And so my thing is just be bold. Um, you know, two main chambers that I'll be honest that we interact with. Um, don't push the pace. Um, you know, our, our final status quo, which is great. But I think COVID kind of uh, allowed folks to see, kind of see through that. Our job is, you know, often in the world that we live in, the chamber world, uh, the economic development agencies are here and the chambers are here or the community development is here and the chamber is always below it. And so my big thing is like, look, when, I, when we get talked about in the community, I want people to know that like, look, we're on the cutting edge. We're doing things differently um, and that, you know, we're doing what's best for the community. So be, be bold, be persistent and be consistent and just, you know, have fun. Um, that's the big thing is, I've been here for three and a half years and, you know, early on people say, oh, Bryce, you're going to burn out. You're going to do this. It's like, yeah, there are some days I sit in our office and I'm like, this sucks. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I would say it's not, it's not hard work. It's a lot of work. Just power through. And, and if you set yourself up and put your bets out there, um, you know, like, look, I got to do this, 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 and this to get where I need to go. Yeah. I love the honesty. Of, you know, some days it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you got to. Yeah. Yeah, to move forward, you have a bigger, you know, picture of you know why you're doing it, and um, I love the the idea of consi- being consistent, being persistent, and uh, there's so much value in that, and it, it leverages a lot of power if you're consistent and persistent on on pursuing those goals and mm-hmm. and the potential of your organization. So, um, as we look to the future of Chambers, how do you see the future of Chambers and their potential or their purpose going forward? Yeah, I would say, you know, that really the big thing is, again, that that personal touch. Um, I think if you, two things I find is that shortfalls with the chamber world and industry is people run their nonprofits like a nonprofit. Uh, I say, I run my organization like it's a business because it's a business and you got to yeah. invest in your people, you have to invest in your marketing, you have to invest in everything, right? Um, I remember my first year I started um, and we didn't have, you know, anybody at all. But here I am like, look, we're ordering, you know, 5,000 folders for new members because guess what? We're going to, we're going to go out there and we're going to spread the word and we're going to tell people what we got going on. Um, I think that's the thing is don't, you know, you know, don't, the day you stop investing in marketing, the day you stop investing in your people is the day that, you know, things are on the decline. Um, you need to keep doing that. And I say that really the big thing as well is, again, that's just that personal touch, um, you know, you got to stand out. A lot of organizations are in need, United Ways, you name it, right? That a lot of Salvation Armies, they need money. And you're, you know, to say that we're on the same playing field as, as them, but sometimes we are uh, as chambers. And so we do things such as, um, you know, every Christmas card we do, holiday card we send out, we send it to all our members' home addresses. Uh, because again, it's, you could send a Christmas card or holiday card to their, their business, but it's, great you know it's the, the business relationship we're trying to get the next thing um so i would just say you know if you're consistent and persistent with that personal touch and approach um that's where i see the chambers going is that you know we got to stay competitive in the marketplace in terms of funding you got to stay competitive for 
um, you know, even like the tourism side of things, right? Um, we pick, we have that arm of us and that makes us more competitive because we can offer a different service that maybe another chamber can. So sometimes in communities, the tourism side opens up and that, yeah. you know, there's an opportunity to get those dollars, go out there, go out, put yourself out there and, and really go for it. You might have to hire another staff member to get those dollars. But the more things you can add and the more things you can do to, you know, be a resource to the community, I think that's where we're going is that you're going to find only a few organizations are going to do the key things in the community. Um, and, you know, you got to be willing to, to change and adapt to it. Yeah. I think that's an interesting uh, twist you'd mentioned with the the Christmas cards to send them to their home address. Uh, so you're obviously collecting that information when they join the chamber or do you ever get any pushback as somebody like, I don't want to give a home address. You know, this is about you know business organization. This is why I tell you that I'm a little creepy. Uh, as I do white <laughs> uh, three years ago, I started and I started doing white pages and I started doing auditor's office and I started going through and finding things. And I'll be honest with you. I, I, we don't ask them for their home address. You just I find just go it. Get it. It's, you know, okay. the information that's available on the internet. You can do that. Uh, this last year, uh, we just sent December, um, it was it last Thursday, our cards went out and they got people's addresses on Saturday. Uh, most of them did. But for us, it's like, look, like I'll go out and get that information. It's a nice surprise because people are like, oh, I never gave them that address. Yeah. But it's again, again it. that touch. Um, so I then are you putting it in your membership software with their account? So do, the next yeah. year, so you've got our, it all. It's called our Christmas card address. It's a separate one. And so okay. we just uh, moved to growth zone uh, within the last year. And so with that, we're making the adjustments and add-ons. But I've spent um, many long hours doing that, finding that information. <laughs> Some people might be, you know, meaningless, but I come in late at night and I just kind of churn and burn until I get through them. Um, but it's important because again, people will come to us and say, Hey, I got your card at my house. That's really nice. And we're always the first card, and it's always goes to their house. So it's always important. And that's awesome. I love that touch. Uh, well, Bryce, I want to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who might want to reach out and connect about some of these approaches or um, how you guys are doing things there at the Seneca Regional Chamber, what would be the best way for them to, to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, go ahead and uh, you can call my cell phone. It's 419-889-3932. And that's my cell phone. Just reach out to me. We'd be more happy to share um, information about uh, you know what we have going on. Or you can reach out to me at briggs, R-I-G-G-S, at senecaregionalchamber.com. I'm just shooting an email, but I, you know, there's a lot of different folks that I've met along the way. I do have a monthly Zoom with people across the country, uh, other chamber professionals, because like, look, you know, the day you think you've figured it out uh, is the day that, you know, again, the day you run your nonprofit, like a nonprofit is the day that uh, life becomes a lot more difficult for you. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll get that in our show notes for this episode too, so people can can look it up and, uh, and reach out and, and touch base with you and, and learn more. But I appreciate you spending some time with us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. I love hearing these stories of, uh, you know, you get a fresh approach at an organization and throw some fuel on the fire and, and watch it burn. I mean, you guys are doing an awesome job. So keep that momentum, keep up that consistency and persistence and, uh, I think there's going to be even you know bigger numbers you know, a year from now or two years from now. So I appreciate you sharing these insights and experiences with us today. Thanks for having me, Brandon. 
If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. 